Ooh, welcome back to the Highly Disputed Sports Podcast. My name's Andrew, here with my co-host Garrett. It's a beautiful Monday evening. How you doing? Hey, great, man. It's Super Bowl week. Like, here we go. Media day was is tomorrow, I think. How was the Pro Bowl? Did you watch any of it? Uh, I did not watch any of the Pro Bowl itself. I watched... Some of the highlights that were posted on ESPN.com. Uh, did you see Matt? Did you see the Mac Jones run? I saw Mac Jones is gritty. That's the yeah, only that, was, that was pretty funny. Like he just took it to the house. Um, I, I saw that, and then I saw the two point conversion to Deontay Johnson. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw. Oh, you know what was funny? Uh, Antoine Winfield. He did the fake pitch and like juked out the offense on the Pat Mahomes pick. Took it to the house. That was pretty cool. Um, oh, you know. We love white receivers in New England. We love them. We get along really well with them. Did you see Mac Jones and Hunter Renfro's connection? I didn't watch any of that. So I mean, it was a hi- no. It was a highlight. It was on ESPN. Uh, Jones throws a sweet rollout ball to Hunter Renfro in the back of the end zone, and I was like, I mean, I've we've been saying since there was a hit that he had on week like nine that he was going to be on New England next yeah, year, just because like, like a white receiver that's like five ten that can also hit. If there's an interception. Right, he can play special teams. and That's yeah. a guy that Bill Belichick is, is just going to want. He's got Gunner right now. Replace Gunner with Hunter right. Renfro. Like, he th- Mac threw the ball to him, and he caught it with a toe drag in the back of the end zone, and I just I got fucking hard, kid show. Except you're going to have to pay Calvin Ridley in the offseason. So. That is true. We are going to have to trade for Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, Hunter Renfro, the new faces of the New England Patriots offense. I mean, sign me up for that shit. Let me um, tell you, I... I Completely forgot for a second that like Mac and Najee were both at Alabama last year, because I saw a video of them shooting the shit pregame, and I was like, "Why are they like talking to each other like that?" And, and then I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, they were just both on right. Alabama last year." They only won year. a national championship yeah, together, just, you know. They you know they played together for like three years, four just years. Amazing what a single season of the NFL can do to your college memory, right? Of players. Like that draft, I can't even touch. Like. I know where like Micah Parsons went. I know where Mac was picked. I know where the quarterbacks went and Kyle Pitts. I can't tell you where anybody else was picked. Can't remember. We spent months talking about it. It's completely out of my brain. Yeah, we're out of this year. Just, yeah, we're out of this year. I've like, went I went two back and forth on my first round. Who goes number one in this draft? And I'm I'm sold on still that. Still don't have it set. That. Yeah. So it is Super Bowl week. We're gonna get into Super Bowl. Um but last week, Tom Brady stole Basically, all the headlines all week. Tom Brady. Um, he retired. Literally, like, how many times is this going to happen to us? We're going to record an episode, and then within the next 12 to 14 hours. Yeah, all hours, of the news breaks on Tuesdays. So, it, like, you guys have already heard all the Tom Brady stuff, and we're just getting to it. But maybe we just need to switch to Tuesdays. We, we might have to. Um, though, you know, I think because of the whole fake report that came out over the weekend... I wasn't as saddened by the news. I was more like relieved that I had an answer to the question. I still don't think he's done. I still think he's going to sit out and miss it and want to come back. Um, but I mean, if this was it, I mean, what a ride! You know, I'm sure you're relieved that it's over. You're, oh yeah, you couldn't be happier. I mean, I don't have to deal with Tom Brady anymore, so of course I'm happy. Right, you just have to deal with Mac Jones. I mean, oh, that's fine. Who fucking who? Listen, he already has a Pro Bowl on his resume. Yeah. I mean, oh, and. Tom Brady doesn't hey, have a single Pro Bowl MVP. He's not a Super Bowl. He's Baker Mayfield's been in the league for four years, and he can't get in the Pro Bowl. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he's going to be on the Vikings next year. You're, you're probably right. So what was it, like an hour after the announcement, I texted you, I already have 35 or 36 moments of Tom Brady's career like on, yeah. in a list. I was able to get that list up to 40, and I have now narrowed it down to six regular season moments and 10 postseason moments. 
So we will go through that, and you can judge me on my sickness of knowing all these things if you want. Uh, so I'll start with the regular season. Uh, I think the sixth, I think his sixth best regular season moment is the uh, Anthony Smith game against the Steelers, the guarantee, and then you know he throws a few touchdowns over Anthony Smith's head and then runs down the field and tells him to fuck off, basically, kid show. I mean, I'm sure you remember that one, or you've at least seen the highlights of that one. Hit, yeah. They hit Jabbar Gaffney on a flea flicker right over Smith, and the commentators are just like, oh, over Anthony Smith again. And that was good. Yeah, um, can I just ask, how many of these are Steelers involved? No, no, there's not many oh, Steelers. Okay. I think there's – that might be the only Steelers one, actually. Oh, uh, oh no, there's two Steelers ones. There's one in the in the postseason yeah, section also. I figured. But that's it. And it's not 2016. Don't worry. Oh. It's not the 2016 game. That game I – mean, you guys weren't like – we weren't really afraid of you that season. You guys weren't like a legitimate threat. So not going to be on the list. Um, the number five moment, I think, of Brady's uh, Patriots career in the regular season is the – his first game back from the ACL, week one against the Bills, they're down like 10 with two and a half minutes to play, and he scores two touchdowns in the last 10 minutes, throws a, ga- a walk-off touchdown to Ben Watson in the end zone. Just It was like, oh, Brady's back. Didn't miss anything, you know, no skips. Um, the next one I have is the we're on to Cincinnati game where they get blown out by the Chiefs, and then the next week just – destroy the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, was it Sunday night? Fo- yeah, it was Sunday night football. Just, uh, like, everybody's calling for his retirement. He should be done. And, oh, by the way, he played, like, seven years after that. <laughs> um, The next one I have is 2013. They're down to the Denver Broncos, who are the best offensive football. They're down 24-3 to at the half, and they come back against Peyton Manning, end up winning the game in overtime. One of my favorite ones. Then I have the Kembrell Tompkins touchdown against the Saints. They had the ball. They drove like 75 yards in a minute and 10 seconds, no timeouts. Hit the touchdown in the end zone. And the last one is five touchdowns in a quarter against the Titans. I think that personally, I think that's like the greatest single game record you could have. Like five touchdown passes in a quarter is just ridiculous. Yeah. In my opinion. So that's my six regular season. There was like. There was, like, ten more I wanted to put on this list, and they were all, like, game-winning touchdowns or, like, weird drives. Couldn't do it. I think those are the best ones, personally. Um, I feel like there's got to be, with your list, there's got to be things that you don't think of, like, Tom Brady doing, really, for the most part. So, like, game-winning drives, it's, well, the guy has, what, the, the most? He has the most, Right yeah. now? Yeah, well, because Ben would have had most, it, and they both and, retired. Yeah, they're both done. Yeah, the most... Game is that why he drives? retired? Because Ben retired, and he's like, you know what? I've got that record, too. I'm no, good. Yeah, he just thought, he said, oh, Ben is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Probably not, at least. Because, I mean, I think Tom Brady should just be put into the NFL Hall of Fame right now because there, there's not a, even a shadow of a doubt that he's going to be unanimous. So when, like, Peyton Manning got in, they, they talked about how long it took them to debate whether or not he was a Hall of Famer. And they literally said 18 seconds. That's how long the, the conversation was. So is it going to be like 12 seconds for Brady? Is that it? I mean, like, why do they just go, Tom Brady? Everybody raise your hand. Like, can we just good? And yeah, then he's go. in? Okay, he's yeah. in. Cool. Hey, I mean, that, that, that's how it should have been with Peyton. But it's the same exact thing. They, they, you both should just be their name is said. Yep, he's in, and put it to the side. If, if there's a person that says no, then 
then they they either just Bills, Jets, or Dolphins fan at that point. Yeah, I mean that's and even if you're a Bills, Jets, or Dolphins fan, at you should you should definitely be like, yeah, that guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, whatever you can do to get him away from the NFL is probably what's best from you. Okay, the postseason one. This list was hard. It was hard to put in an order. Was is what I should say because like I knew what the moments were, but. There's a lot of them, and I'm not. And to put them in a specific order is difficult. So at number ten, I have 2014 divisional round against the Ravens. They're down 14 twice in that game. They had struggled against the Ravens in the postseason. They actually had a losing record against the Ravens in the postseason. Brady is able to bring them back from 14 twice to advance to the AFC title game. Uh, honestly, I think it's his best playoff game ever. Like statistically, what he did in the game, he made some throws in that game. Like he drops one to Brandon LaFell from like twenty nine yards out and just puts it in a fucking window that's like the size of a pencil. It, it, just ridiculous. Um, this is my last Steelers one right here. Two thousand four AFC title game against the Steelers. You guys were actually better than us that year. It, it took Brady had a bad game, but it was a you know his fourth quarter was excellent. Ends up winning the game for us. Just a big moment because it was able to get him to the to Super Bowl to go back-to-back. Um, 2003 playoffs against the Colts. I can't remember if that was – I believe that was AFC title game. Yeah, it was AFC title game. They ended up beating the Colts 20-3. to I mean, just holding Peyton Manning. And it was like, oh, this Brady guy like is actually legit, and they go on to win their second Super Bowl. Um, next, I have the Tuck Rule game. It had to be on there. It, it You know, it kickstarts the legacy. You know, he had a – listen, yep, don't yep, – yep. It kickstarts the legacy. He drives them down the field to tie it and then sends them on the drive in overtime to win it. It's, it's one of the great games in NFL history. You can't write the story of the NFL without it. Okay. You call it what it is. I know you're hating on it over there. Yeah. I'm just waiting. Just, I've heard of this shit for the past 20 years. I'm ready for it to be over. So just kind of just... I need to get to force, no force com- you through these. I, I'd like you to make some comments on it. I, it's, uh, these are all just self-explanatory, though. It, it's we're, I mean, all right, fine. just for you to pick and choose. The, I, it, it's tough because I know you want to talk about it because I know you've been a sad man for the past two I weeks. I have spent since, days since, watching highlights. Since Adam Schefter first announced it fraudulently two weeks ago, it, you've been a sad, sad man. And I, it's just I know I know you just want to talk about it. So I've watched like every Super Bowl. Me sitting basically. here being uninterested is kind of just a kick in the nuts to you because I it's know you right. want to talk about it. And I'll I'm talk just about not it giving you not giving you that action. Um, the drive against the Panthers, second Super Bowl. It's got to be in there. The 2018 AFC title game against the Chiefs. That's up there with the Ravens one. I think it's his second best playoff game ever. I mean, just they, there was no way they were gonna they were supposed to win that game, and they won that game. Bunch of drives, all those third quarter or third down, fourth down conversions. The second Super Bowl against the Rams, that drive he hits Gronk on the twenty nine yarder. I think it's Gronk's greatest play, actually, of his career. Uh, that catch, twenty eight to three, is next. That is not first. If if you're an actual Brady fan and you think that twenty eight to three is his best moment, you're crazy because. What that meant was great, and it was great to get back at Roger Goodell, and it was great to overcome that. But the two moments I haven't... I guess my time has expired. I don't know what that was. I don't know if they heard oh. that. They probably did. It was a lot of shit. But. Definitely made it. Um, 
if that's your number one moment, you're wrong because what these other two moments meant to his legacy were way more important than that one. The Seattle Super Bowl. I think that was his best played Super Bowl. It was against his toughest opponent in the Super Bowl other than the first Rams team. That's probably the best team he faced. Um, to be down 10 to the Legion of Boom, the defending champs, to come back. I know that they didn't win strictly because of him, the Malcolm Butler play. I get that. but Who? Yeah, exactly. But to go 10 years for him without winning a Super Bowl and to lose two of them in there and act, and it was like, oh, my God, he's never going to do this again, and then to finally break through and win it again, I think that means way more to his legacy than 28-3 to does. And then the number one, it has to be number one, the drive against the Rams. I mean, John Madden's in the fucking booth, kid show. No, we got to play for overtime. Kid's in his first year as a starter. He can, he can recite the I whole can. thing, too. Listen, that pass to Troy Brown is one of the sweetest moments in NFL history. He got him in range, and it gave John Madden goosebumps. It still gives me. Every time John Madden says that when I rewatch that, what Tom Brady just did gave me goosebumps. I get goosebumps from that. It's it's. I think it's the most epic moment in NFL history, personally. Why are you a New England Patriots fan? You've pro- I've probably my first, asked you this The first before. NFL game I ever watched was the Tuck Rule game. Oh, okay. So that's... Uh, my grandfather's a Patriots fan. Like, that's why. Okay. Yeah, I Gotcha. You know, it's not like I just picked some team. No, no, I mean, no, no, he no. was rooting for the Patriots. I, I was like four years old. They ended up winning. When you're four and you see a team win, you're going to pick that team. Like, yeah, I just cool. got incredibly lucky. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. I just had to ask. Yeah, it's not some... I didn't become some fan in 2007 like some people I know. I understand that. Okay. It was just a question. And those, those people know who they are, and honestly, just you don't deserve to be a Patriots fan, to be honest. Yeah? You think so? Like, yeah, I... I do believe that. If you became a fan in like 2007, between 2007 and 2010, you don't deserve to be a Patriots fan, personally. You didn't go through enough. All right. Thank God that's over. Tom Brady is finally done. I don't want to hear about him ever again. Oh, we're going to talk about him. Absolutely he's going to come up. Not. Yeah, five years from now, he's in the Hall of Fame. We'll talk no, about him. No, he's going to come up because people are going to try to put guys like Mahomes. I guarantee you, if Joe Burrow wins this Super Bowl, we're going to hear, oh, Joe time. Burrow's the next Tom Brady. And it's already started. We're already hearing that in the media. Joe Burrow's already the GOAT. He knocked out Mahomes and his stupid wife and brother. That's all I care about. Put him in the Hall of Fame now. That's all we need. All right. So it is Super Bowl week. That it is. It's a sad, sad week of the NFL. And we have a lot to talk about with the Super Bowl. Um, we'll do picks at the end of this segment. I'm not, I don't want to know what your pick is right at now. At the end of the we'll podcast. Wait. What the flaming one win of the week? All right, fair enough. So I'm just going to ask you the single question. What's the single most important thing that the Rams have to do to beat the Bengals? Um, you need to be able, you need to just get home. You, you need you have Von Miller. You have two Hall of Famers on your defensive line. You have Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Just get home. You, they're going to need four guys to block you right there. And then you have every other pass rusher you have. Jalen Ramsey needs to ball out like Jalen Ramsey has the past few years because he's been bad this year. It hasn't been great. And then just play defense. Like, this is this is just the easiest game that the Rams are going to have for Aaron Donald and Von Miller to get home. No, no, for Aaron Donald and Von Miller to get home. They have a terrible offensive line. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Titans. You know the Titans had the number one pass rush in the NFL this year, right? The Titans finished right oh, number one in sacks. I but, mean, that's but in a Showtime game, Von Miller was the best player when it came to the 
the Bengals beating the or not the Bengals, the Broncos beating the Seahawks. Von Miller was or the Panthers, sorry. Von Miller was the best player. Yeah, that was also like seven years ago. Does Von Miller still not have skill? I, yeah, but Von Miller Von week. Miller now is a different player. No, I understand. Than he was. And I'm not taking anything away from Von Miller. He's still very good and I expect him to play well in this game. But to say that he's gonna do what he did in twenty fifteen Against I think, Mike he, has, I think like, he has to be a fraction of himself. Like Mike Remmers, great. Mike Remmers has played in two Super Bowls, okay? The Panthers Super Bowl and last year's Super Bowl. And both times we saw him get absolutely torched by Shaq Barrett and by Von Miller. So, like, maybe there's a Mike Remmers thing to that because that dude couldn't block anybody in those two games. I, I'm, let's call it what it is. This is the easiest playoff game the Rams defensive line will have to get home on the quarterback. Point blank, period. Is it the easiest game for the Rams to win? No. The Bengals are the hottest team right now for a reason. They've won probably two games, three games that they really shouldn't have. But here they are in the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's second year. So that's all the Rams have to do. Get home, and Matt Stafford just needs to be a competent quarterback for one more game in his in this season, and the Rams will win the Super Bowl. Easier said than done, obviously, and, and that's... Easy to say. They almost choked it away to the Bucks. Probably should have lost to the Niners. It's just how it, how it can fall for the Rams. Do you agree? Is there anything different that I'm missing? I mean, I think for the Rams, the most important thing is going to be... I get what you're saying, and I I think I agreed with you up until, like, yesterday. And then I kind of started thinking about how I think this game's going to play out. I feel like the most important thing the Rams are going to have to do is to make Matt Stafford feel comfortable early. Because the Bengals are the kind of team that either hang around on you or come back on you. And Stafford's going to have to make plays down the stretch. He's not going to be able to get away with running the ball down the stretch. And the Rams can't run the ball anyways. So I think getting Stafford comfortable early is going to be the most important thing personally and that's that's gonna be on McVay and McVay when he lost this last Super Bowl he came straight out he's like I did a terrible job of getting my guys in the right situations to win I was I was unwilling to make adjustments and I got out coached by Bill Belichick now Zach Taylor's not Bill Belichick obviously but bold accusation I know hot take right but we did just see Zach Taylor out coach Andy Reid I mean he out coached him he out adjustment out adjustment to did him. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah. I don't sure. think that was right. But Whatever. we're gonna go with it. Like he he made more adjustments than Reed did. He was more prepared for the second half, and he out coached him. I think. I mean, I don't know if he really out coached him. I think Andy Reid out coached himself. Yeah, but that I think that's part of it. Like when you're a head coach, it's getting your guys prepped and then not getting in your guys' way. And Andy Reid got in his Andy guys' Reed way. Did both, I think. Well, I agree. So I would say that Zach Taylor outcoached him. He didn't get in his team's way, and he definitely didn't. You know, yeah. he definitely was had those guys prepared. Maybe they weren't as prepared as they wanted to be in the first half, but by the second half, they made the appropriate adjustments and they were ready to go. Yeah. So I think it's going to be about getting Matt Stafford comfortable early. Yeah, I mean, I I can't disagree. Now, what do the Bengals need to do? The single most important thing. I'd like to say that it's to block for Burrow. I I, th- I think that's going to be the most important thing, but honestly, establish the run. They they have got to run the ball early and they have to slow down the pass rush. That's going to be the most important thing for me. And I would say likewise 
forcing the Rams to run the ball. Like, you you need to just say, well, okay, Matt Stafford, here is – Tyler Higby is out, correct? I'm not sure. I think he's going to be game time. Okay. They said that he has a he's an MCL sprain. They said it's possible he plays. And then Uzama is also out. He's I think Uzama's the same thing. I think he's a sure. game time decision. So both of those. So guys, if you're a game time decision, you're playing in this game. It's possibly it's the yeah. Super Bowl right. for yeah. for God's sake. Right. Um, the Bengals just need to. Eli Apple needs to to back up all the shit he's been talking on on social media to Tyreek Hill and so basically he needs to all not of this get, guy. He needs to like not have some atrocity yes. in Black History Month happened to him. Like, what Cooper Cup's probably going to do to him is yeah, going to be memes, like against the memes are Black fantastic. History Month, basically, right? You need you need to, as a Bengals defense, you need to just say Von Bell and, and Eli Apple and everybody else on the, in the Bengals secondary. You need to say, okay, throw it to Odell every single time. Just do it. Like, here's no Cooper Cup. Throw it to Odell. Let's see how you can do it. Now, do I think Stafford is, can do that? Yes. I mean, we've seen Stafford primarily throw to one receiver for his entire career because that's all he's ever had. Granted, Odell Beckham is not Calvin Johnson, but it's still just... I think Matt Stafford, and I've said it all year, Matt Stafford is a very talented quarterback. He can fuck up in a lot of ways, though. He gets into his own head, whether he's playing injured or not, or he just gets in his own way and like he's like, oh, I'm playing bad, let me fake this injury right here. We still don't know. The Bengals just need to let that happen. Just say, all right, get in your own head. But you can only throw to this guy. And make him run the ball because K-Makers is still probably hurt and Sony Michelle is just not getting the workload he should probably be getting in these big-time games. And I don't know why they're not utilizing him more. That guy has massive playoff experience. Like, you don't have to worry about him fumbling or something. Like, like Akers did Akers clearly has an issue in that situation. Like, Sony literally had six rushing touchdowns in a postseason. He was the best running, ba- running back on the Patriots in their Super Bowl run. And they gave that guy the ball on the four-yard line and said, don't fumble, get us out of our own end zone. And he did that. Like, that guy's really important for you. You should be utilizing him. Yeah. And then, I don't really think you're getting home if you're the Bengals. I don't, I don't know. Their pass rush is good. Like, it's a good pass rush. They do a lot of good things where, like, they have delayed blitzes or they rush three, but it's kind of like a delayed rush. They do some good stuff. I think they're going to be okay. Like, Trey Hendrickson can, Hendrickson can wreck a game. No, I get that, but I think the the comparison of the Bengals or the, yeah, the Bengals D-line to the, right. Nobody's the Rams O-line is just not. I, I, think, I think if there was a sack bet for this game and it was the Bengals sack number is... Three and a half. Oh, three and a half's a lot. I'd bet the under. Yeah, so, I mean... But, I mean, three and a half for any game is a lot of sacks. If you get sacked four times in a game, there's a good chance you're not winning the game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't get to Stafford once. They're going to get home to Stafford. Stafford loves to hold the ball. He'll They'll just get him at least once or twice on a coverage sack. No problem. I don't. I'm trying not to give away. Everybody knows my pick. I mean, my pick has been the same all year. Right. I mean, it's. I. I'm just gonna say it. I. I. I whoa. 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 No. 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 It's not time for that. Okay. But I mean, the Bengals have a very, very, very good shot of winning this game. And I want. I don't listen to us when we talk about betting because neither one of us are these betting aficionados. 
But the fact that the Bengals came out at what five, four and a half. No, I thought it was three and a half. What it's at four right yeah, now. Yeah, it's four now. I think four is a lot of points. I I think this game is very very close. I think it's going to be five by kickoff. Probably. You're, you're going to see a lot of money put on the Rams this week. Like the Bengals, the, the home stadium thing is really going to play a part. This game is going going to be close, and if it's not, I will eat my words. But this game will be very very close. Let me ask you this question. Um, which quarterback do you believe is the most experienced for this situation? Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? Joe Burrow. Okay. I didn't he I wasn't sure if you were gonna disagree with me on that. Title game. Yeah, I mean, like like Stafford obviously has played in the NFL longer, but he's so, never played in a game I of mean, this magnitude. Comparing ever. the quarterbacks, they're both number one overall picks. They both yep. were in the SEC. They both I mean they both were number nineteen, if that if that matters. Either I mean, well. nine. Nine, yeah. Nine, yeah. I mean like these quarterbacks are very, very similar, but Joe Burrow has the experience of he played against L fucking Bama in a national championship game. One Heisman, Matthew Stafford has just been in Detroit the entire time. Well, like even when Stafford was at Georgia, like I remember when he was at Georgia and and like he was going to be the number one pick, and everybody was like, "Oh, this Stafford kid, he's so good." Like, but they would always lose. Their team was terrible. They never won any big games, and it was like, "Okay, well, is this guy really that good? Like, what's the problem? He's at Georgia. You know, they they should win games, and he just never won anything. And his entire career in in Detroit has been." Okay, well, is he good or is he good and the organization lets him down or is he played down to his competition or what's the deal with him? And Joe Burrow, I have not been I, – I, I like Joe Burrow. I liked Joe Burrow when he came out. I think I get a I get this bad rap with Joe Burrow. I don't know where this you comes from. You give Joe Burrow a little bit. You've given Joe Burrow a good I've amount I've been a of pump shit. the brakes on Joe Burrow guy. Like, pump the brakes. Hold on a minute. Okay, he's not Justin Herbert. I know people – want to say he's Justin Herbert. Talent-wise, he is not Justin Herbert. Okay, he's not. Now, is he really calm, cool, and collected? Yes, he is. And is he, you know, does he have a solid arm? Yes, he does. Does he have good pocket awareness? Yes, he does. Does he hold the ball a little too long sometimes? Yes, he does. And does he throw it to you a couple times a game? Yes, he will. Okay, so let's, let's cool it with that. But Matt Stafford will do all the same things. Yeah, they're very, they are very, very similar quarterbacks. Matt Stafford can just throw it probably 30 yards further. Yeah, I mean, I think if I was, if they were both second-year guys, I think Burrow would be the one I would rather have, personally. I mean, you were always a bigger Stafford guy than me. I've always liked Stafford, but it was always like, yeah, I don't think that guy can win the big I game. I love Matt Stafford. I, and, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The fact that three of my favorite players, somewhat favorite players, are all from Detroit and have all primarily been on Detroit is just really odd to me. Like Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and Matt Stafford. And it's whatever. Like, oh my God. And Matt Stafford isn't my favorite quarterback, but like Calvin Johnson's my favorite wide receiver of all time. Barry Sanders is my favorite running back of all time. My quarterback is probably. It's Tom Brady. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Jesus. All right. Um, in every Super Bowl, there's the unsung hero guy. You know, we had uh, Damian Williams a couple years ago, uh, Chris Matthews in the Seattle Super Bowl. Uh, you know, there's always some defensive guy that makes some big plays. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys, but w- whatever. Who's going to be that guy? 
for you for either team? Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, okay. All I right. think if the Bengals do what I said and they said, nope, no Cooper Cup for you, that's Van Jefferson's key to you need to now step up. Being a first-year guy doesn't matter anymore. Step up, play football, be the number two, make these big, big plays like you've been making all year. Just light up the Bengals' defense, or try to at least. Like You need to be that guy. Now, I could have said somebody on the defense, but I think the Rams' defense will hold their own and have most of the year that I don't know if a surprising it factor will really pop out. Unless Eric Weddle comes out and is so you're unless you're Eric, stealing my fucking thunder. Unless right Eric now. Weddle comes out and is the unsung hero for the Bengals. Oh no, no no, you're stealing my thunder here. Oh, is this the same? This is where I'm. Say? No no, this is. I mean, not exactly, but I was going to go to the other side of the ball, and like I think the key to the Rams' defense is going to be Eric Weddle, and if they're going to win this game, I think Eric Weddle is going to have to play out of his mind. Yeah, I, mean, I think Eric Weddle can either win or lose the game for the Rams. I don't know if he can lose it for him. I think he safety, can win it for him. Though. Two years on your couch. I get that, but he's played well in this. Po- he's played better than I thought he could in this postseason. Oh, yeah. I was screaming three weeks ago, hey, just go after Eric Weddle. That guy can't play. But clearly he can play still. He's He made some nice plays against the Niners. He had a couple plays against uh, Tampa Bay. Like He's good to go, he, but he's either gonna, he can potentially win the game for the Rams, I think. There, there's going to be a couple plays where like a veteran safety has to make them, and he's going to be the kind of guy that can. Let's go to the Bengals. There's so many factors. I've said it. The Bengals have three stud wide receivers. So I don't know Tyler if it can Boyd? be any of that. No, okay. I, I think Tyler Boyd, I don't think he's going to be existent in this game. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be the Jamar Chase and the T. Higgins show. I think show. it's going to be the T. Higgins show. So I think T. Higgins' yardage over under is 50 and a half. I'm hammering that over. I expect him to catch like eight balls for 96 yards. That's, um, that's my T. Higgins prediction. I think the big the big it factors is got to be the Bengals' defense. We know what the Bengals' offense is. We've seen it all year. Like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase have the big playability. Joe Mixon is a very solid running back. The Bengals' offensive line has been on and off very, very much this year. It was off against the Titans, and they still won the game. Yeah, like that's the part that gives me a ca- like cause for pause to just pick the Rams. Like Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in a playoff game and still won it. But it's also the Titans. But again, the Titans led the right, league in pass rush. You know, they were the be- they were the number no, one I, pass I mean, outside of the like, pass rush is what I'm saying. Oh, like, I understand. I mean, okay, but the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, you can hold it against them all you want. You're the big Ryan Tannehill guy. I've been telling you for two years he's kind of bad. I mean, I wasn't the big Ryan. I was the big Ryan Tannehill fantasy guy because they got Julio Jones. That's all you got to be. Um, the Bengals' eight-factor unsung hero is is, is going to come from the defense. It And it's got. I think it has to be Eli Apple. I think the amount of shit that you're talking, you are either going to make or break your team in the Super Bowl. And I know I just said it for Eric Weddle, but I, I 100% mean it. And am for this that if Eli Apple plays well and backs up all the shit talking he's done to Tyree Kill, the Bengals will win this game. So is there a chance that they just put Eli Apple on Odell and they double they bracket coverage Cooper Cup? I don't know if you want to put Eli Apple on Odell Beckham Jr. I don't want him on Cooper Cup. No, you're probably gonna double cover Cooper Cup the entire right. Game. You're gonna double. So like the the old New England way of doing things is 
you put your number one corner on the second receiver and you double coverage the number one guy. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that that's probably what. So that doing. way, that way, your number two corner isn't out on a fucking island against somebody good. Kid Joe. show. Um, I mean, we say it every single week that like this is all you have to do is just double their best guy and you'll win the game. And then like I mean, no team ever really doubles them. So I don't know. This is the Bengals' depth chart when it comes to corner. I mean, we'll just do secondary in general. They have Eli Apple. As their one and uh, Chidobi Owuzi. Chidobi Owuzi, a former Cowboys. I think he plays safety though. Yeah. No, he's their he's their cornerback. Okay. Then they have Mike Hilton. I like Mike Hilton. And then Trey Waynes is their their fourth. Yeah, and Trey Waynes is solid too. Um. Yeah, I mean, if they do Eli Apple on OBJ and Owuzi and Hilton on Cooper Cup, and then I mean, you'll probably drop Von Bell to the side that OBJ is on, and you'll do right, Jesse well, Bates just. Von Bell, Von Bell plays like a sub linebacker. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. He plays that role, so you're definitely going to have Ouzier over the top if you're doing it that way. But it, it's it's got to come down to Eli Apple. Whether they double Cooper Cup or not, if Eli Apple is their number one, and he's been talking a lot of shit that the Bengals have the best secondary in the league, and he's the that, tie- that one absolutely kills he's me. The but tie- hey, you know kill, what, man? Killer, and it's like you got to be about it because. Cooper Cup is Listen, a different kind of animal. Eli Apple was a top 10 pick. That dude was a top 10 pick. He was that guy for a reason. Yeah. You know? It's not like he's some scrub from nowhere. Like, he was a top 10 pick. He went to the Giants. He didn't play well there. He goes to the Saints. He has a solid couple of seasons. Like, Eli Apple's been around the league. He knows what he's doing. He's not some, like, second-year guy that's, that's no, clueless. I, I understand that, but like he, he hasn't really been great. All year, he's, he had a decent postseason. Yeah, he's he's so been far. good. He's been good. I think he's playing hot right now. I think there's a lot of shit talking going on. That's, and that's fair. Like, this is this is where like you're going into this game talking a lot of shit to one of the better receivers and one of the best receivers in the league because you just beat him. But it's like, come on now, you got the OBJ is a different kind of animal too, and we've seen it. Like, but I think he's the obvious choice for killer or. I killed my a killer of either team. Like and I, I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts? So I have two for the Bengals. Uh one is Mike Hilton. I think Hilton's gonna have to be excellent in this game. And he has been actually. His Excellent. postseason's been very good. And my other one is Samaj P. Ryan. I think Samaj P. Ryan's a very good pass blocker, and I think they're gonna need him a lot. I think that he's a good pass catcher and he's pretty explosive with the ball in his hands. If they can get him to sp- in him into space a couple times, I think he can make some plays. Like, you can check down on the Rams. They don't tackle very well in the secondary. Like, they just don't, naturally. Um, so I can see that being a problem for them. And I think if, you know, like, if I'm just breaking down the game, like, I think Cooper Cup's probably going to have a touchdown. Like, I'm, that's pretty easy for me. I think OBJ is going to have, like, 98 yards. I think the Rams will have like 95 combined yards of rushing and then fill in the blanks somewhere. Stafford's probably going to have like 280 to 300 in passing. For the Bengals to win, Burrow's going to have to throw for like 325 and Mixon and P. Ryan are going to have to combine for 100 yards of just scrimmage yards. Yeah. Like that's the key. And I think that P. Ryan is going to have to be a big part of that because he's going to have to pass block. Mixon's not the best pass blocker. 
So it's going to come down to can P. Ryan just chip Von Miller three or four times and get him off his spot long enough for Burrow to hit Chase or Higgins on one of those big ones. Because you can get Ramsey deep. Okay, the, Ramsey got lit up by Mike Evans. And I don't even consider Mike Evans like this deep threat. I consider him a pretty good wide receiver. Jamar Chase is a deep threat. That brother is going deep on you, and he doesn't. he's just running by you. He's not even hitting you with a double move. Brother. He's, he's going by you. Good luck, Jalen Ramsey. I know you, you think you're like Richard Sherman when you put a sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree on me, <laughs> but like you're not that guy. You, you've been hit up in big games before. He's kind of that guy. Ramsey has given up a I, big moments. I understand. But Go man. check the tape. 2017 AFC title game against New England. How do you do? It's Tom fucking Brady. It's Joe, like, it's, it's Joe Burr. Joey Chill. Joe Burr. I can't roll my R's, so it's like, like sorry ass. Go Tigers, you know? Coach O was in Syracuse. I see that. I see that. A little happy about that. A little Coach O in Syracuse next year. Granted, neither one of us are Syracuse fans in the slightest bit, but. Uh, my next question. What kicker is going to have the better day? Del Mac A. Oh, Evan, McPhe- Evan oh. McPherson, though. This guy is like the hottest kicker in football. He's in the Justin Tucker range right now. He's unflappable. I'm rolling with McPherson. I think he's going to be like. Me too. I, have I bet to. you I he has to hit. who was on the other side. I would bet you McPherson hits 250 yarders in this game. Big Mac. They're going to need him to. Yeah. I, I bet you, I think Mc, I think Gay will have a couple 30 and 40 yarders. Yeah, the game McPherson, can miss. He can miss. McPherson's going to have to hit one from like 50 plus, like 55 plus, I think. And he's going to nail it dead center, and that's going to be huge. I've been I'm, I'm just excited. Question. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. So this was something I was thinking about today, too. And everybody, everybody's always, oh, I love that Tom Brady and Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers aren't in the Super Bowl. Because we like to see different teams. Yeah, I agree. I totally disagree with that. No. No, because, okay, I guarantee you the ratings for the Super Bowl are not very good. They're not like what last year's ratings were. People, like, regular people are not going to watch this game. Well, I mean, let's not use last year because I mean, we had COVID last year, and that was a little bit of a... Probably a lot more people watching the Super Bowl last year. Guaranteed. Okay, let's go five years ago. Hey, you want to compare? I would bet you less people watch this game strictly because... How much less? Because, like, are we... Gotta give me a, if, a number if the, here. If the number for the TV is an eight from a regular Super Bowl, I bet you this one's a six. They d- it's like a scale of one to ten on ratings, and like an eight is excellent, and a six. This is something is... that like gets put out. Yes, this gets put out. I gu- I guarantee you the ratings are down. I guarantee you that average people do not watch this game. Uh, so you're saying that the, the ratings are going to be two or, or or more numbers lower than? I would say it's a significant. Then what? We'll number use 2019. Low. Yeah, I guess you can go 2019. The Chiefs Niners. Yeah, that was probably a highly rated game. Yeah, I, if. I would say this is going to be a less than... Uh, it's not going to be one of the most watched Super Bowls. And I think that that's... Everybody always... Oh, I'm sick of the same superstars being in the Super... Who doesn't want to I mean, watch no, the best so, players? To be fair, the best quarterbacks, yes, are the most fun to watch. Like, Do I want to see Patrick Mahomes chucking the football downfield to, to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Of course. Who doesn't? But we get a change of face. We get we get the guy from Detroit. Never went to a playoff game. Yeah, who actually cares been, about that? 
a lot of people. Okay, regular people. And then you got you got Joe Shiesty. Also, non-Detroit fans who who truly cares about that? Non. Okay, good for you. But like other fans, they don't give a shit. Who cares? And then you got Joe Shiesty. He From plays Cincinnati. for the Bengals. He plays for the Bengals. One of the. You want to know how many Bengals fans have seen crawling out of the woodworks? Oh in the past yeah, two weeks? because the Bengals are this most this incredibly popular team. I think you're just, I think you're thinking about this too heavily, and you're like, you you, you but you. I think your opinion on this doesn't matter because you also like defensive games. That's not the point I'm making. I'm not talking about defensive games. I I, I bet you if I if I went on Facebook and said. Hey, real football fans, everybody that's posted all year. Who, no, who I'm not talking about real football fans. I'm talking about the average person that watches five to six NFL games a year that's going to tune in for the Super Bowl. Are they actually going to watch? I mean, if you've watched the Super Bowl every other year, you're probably Some people the don't Super Bowl watch the year. Super Bowl if they don't know who the teams are. They don't care. I'm saying this won't be this ridiculously well-watched Super Bowl. And you can think that, but I think you're totally wrong. I, I, what's, I, I, your, what's your case for that? You think people, like regular people, yes. give a shit who Matt Stafford is? Yes. Some fucking guy from Detroit nobody's ever heard of. Who's never won a playoff I, I think game if somebody, I think if a, if a non-football fan, if a non-football fan goes goes on Facebook and they see they see an NFL post, and they're like, you got this quarterback from Detroit. Everything I just said. Quarterback from Detroit. Never been to a playoff game. Never had a, a good team to back him ever. It comes to comes to LA for one year so far, takes him to the Super Bowl, and then you have on the other side of the ball, guy that just tore his ACL and MCL, second year in the league, taking his team to the Super Bowl, could be the first quarterback in NFL history, Heisman national championship Super Bowl. I think I think if I see that and I'm not a big football fan, I'm gonna say I'm watching. You know that what people Super don't Bowl. watch either? People don't watch people that they don't hate. Because you know what people like to watch? They like to watch and see if Tom Brady's going to lose. They like to watch and see if LeBron James is going to lose in the I finals. Mean, what do you, I, I, I know of one person right now that doesn't watch football that is watching the Super Bowl. I mean, like, and this guy hates football. Hates football. Doesn't care about it at all. Thinks it's the dumbest sport in the world. Two just fan bases with no fans. No, yeah, but you have the Rams a, can't even fill their own stadium. But you have people. You have a bunch of people that love the story behind it. It's two brand new teams that we haven't seen in the Super it's Bowl not some, in years. It's not this amazing story that you're actually thinking of. There's no greatest of all time argument. In no, here. there's not. There's, that's the point this. I'm making. It's not going to be this amazing. All right, what's the bet? What what bet are we trying to make that this Super Bowl isn't isn't watched? What, what's the I'm, bet here? I'm just going to say that like it's not going to get these amazing, amazing ratings. Uh, what do you want to I'm going to say the ratings are down. That's all I'm saying. Yo, the ratings will be down for this game. I don't know the exact number. I just bet that three days after the game, when the ratings numbers comes out, it's going to say, oh, wasn't one of the most watched Super Bowls of all time. Okay, it was kind of a flop. What's the bet? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? 10 bucks? 20 bucks? 10 bucks? Fine. We'll throw 10 bucks on it. It's not some amazingly watched game. And public apology on air. I'm not public apologizing for anything. It's an opinion. I apologize. I think people don't give a shit about the Bengals and the Rams, two franchises that have been nothing. Oh, by the way, I won another one. Just just realizing that now. That's fine. The list is, has jumped a bit. That's fine. I do have a question about the list, though. Before we go back to the Super Bowl. Also, I said the Packers would have a better better regular season than the Rams. And that also counted for the, the postseason as well. Don't, don't switch it. Okay, um, that's fine. Why did you guys pay Jonu Smith all that money and only throw him the ball four times in the postseason? 
Well, it was we played in one game. Yeah, but he had four targets in a game. That was more targets than he probably had all year. That's exactly my point. Why would you? Because that's not what we paid him for. We paid him as a number two tight end to be a blocker and a guy that can run with the football. We weren't able to execute that game plan. We need a fucking camera. Jesus Christ. Did you just break that chair? Yep. Andrew just, Andrew's fat ass just broke a chair. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm just going to monologue for a minute here. I don't know why you're bringing up Johnny Smith right now. It's completely unnecessary. I just looked at the board and I had a question. Yeah, it's really unnecessary to bring him up. Okay, really unnecessary. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about, he just fired the chair across the room. This is just amazing, amazing podcast work right now. He's currently sitting in, oh my God, the most uncomfortable chair ever. All right, I'm back. Yeah. All right, uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Okay, maybe this is where the ratings pick up. This might be it right here. But I personally think that this halftime show is going to blow. I disagree. I, I love it's it. It's going to blow. I think rap music live is terrible. Oh, it might be. But I love it. I, if it's terrible, I'm going to be a little upset. But I, I hope it's great. And you know, I know how everybody acts with the halftime show. Like Shakira and What's-Her-Name did it a few years ago. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it was one of the best halftime shows ever. And that was terrible. Like, I'm fully expecting a bunch of blowhards that act like this has been... It's amazing because they're going to be all nostalgic about Eminem. Like, Eminem is this nostalgic guy. Like, please. Flustered. Give me a second. Are you okay, personally? I just ripped through my chair. Of course I'm not okay. Like, how fat do you have to be to just tear through a chair? I felt it rip, too. And I... Like, you... How did you not realize? I just sunk down... I wasn't sure what happened, to be honest. I was a little confused. I was caught off guard. I, I'm just hoping that the Super Bowl is great. It's like, what we got? We got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem. And Kendrick. And Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Like, rap music might suck live, but the music. The they can't community. swear. It's all got to be PG for TV. Yeah. Like, rap music in general live is bad. These guys aren't, like, great dancers. Did you say rap music in general is bad? Live. Oh, okay. Live. It's bad. It's, it doesn't sound good because there's no auto-tune involved. I mean, unless they're going to be lip-syncing, which if they're lip-syncing, then automatically you get a zero from me. If you lip-sync at the Super Bowl, you get a zero. I'm sorry. The Black Eyed Peas got a zero. Like, they, they couldn't help themselves. So let's keep it real. And I want honesty. If it's bad, you have to admit that I'll, it's bad. Of course. And... Maybe this is where the ratings come from. People are going to watch the halftime show because whatever. But yeah, like, but if it's good, you also have to admit that it was. If good. If it's good, I'll admit it's good. I have no problem admitting that. But I'm because like, I'm people, fully expecting it to be a bad halftime show. Huh. And I said that a year ago when they announced it. This isn't some new thing that I've come up with. Like, no, I understand. I'm I'm not trying to be a downer here. I've felt this way for over a year now. <sighs> okay, Fuck. last question. There's always one commercial. Which one's it going to be? It's, got, it's either going to be a Doritos or a Budweiser commercial. I'm going with M&M's or Mountain Dew. M&M's? I mean, if, I mean, like if we go back in the past. What, we are got they like, trying to rebuild their name after they took uh, away the sexy boots from the green M&M? Possibly. I mean, like Mountain Dew in the past, we've had, uh, what was it, Puppy Monkey Baby? Like that one kind of took it over. Uh, oh, Bud Light's always good. Bud Light does some good ones. I think they had like Post Malone a couple years ago. Please don't pull on that. I just, I think. You need to chill out over there. I'm trying. This seat is so uncomfortable. It's not my fault that the chair broke. 
I think. Are you getting ready to like stand yes. or something? I think that's that a terrible idea. Every year, like either Budweiser tries to put out a commercial that like tries to make everybody cry, and that's the one people will remember. The Clydesdale one with the dog. Yeah. Or uh, like Doritos always has some funny ones where people try to like steal their shit, like the Time Machine one from a few years ago. That was pretty funny. Um, or yeah, I mean the, everything's good choices, but the most remembered is typically. It's always something random too. Like what what company can come up with the dumbest idea like puppy monkey baby? So Mountain Dew, you know. But yeah, is Mountain Dew gonna have a commercial? More than likely. Yeah, they usually have something. Or like the Bud Knight. Is he still alive? I don't know if they do the Bud Knight anymore. Dilly Dilly. Yeah, I don't even know if he's still alive. I'm not sure. But I don't know. I'm excited. I, I just I don't know. I feel like time of year, and then we get the off season. I feel like the closer I get to this game, the less excited that I am. By the way, for last week's podcast, to everybody that gave me shit for not knowing who Kurt Schilling is, fuck off, kid show. We know, we know how how I feel about baseball. Okay, but like Kurt Schilling, what teams did he play for? What? What teams did he play for? Arizona Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Like, you should know who fault. he is. That's not my fault. He pitched in multiple World Series. That's not my fault. The bloody sock game alone, like you should know who that is. He's one of the most famous postseason games of all time. Probably not. The bloody sock game is one of the most famous postseason games of all time. I mean, I've heard of it, but couldn't tell you who the pitcher is. No, it's, it's pretty bad that you don't know, like, you don't know who he is. It's, it's bad. It, honestly, it made you lose some credibility. For fucking baseball? Oh, I'm no, so sorry. No, for sports in general. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We all know how Andrew feels about baseball, but I mentioned I don't know who one guy is, and the whole fucking world burns down. Speaking of burning down, I made a, a very drastic comment about Heinz Field last week as well. I'd like to apologize to Jimmy Garoppolo. If he wants to come to my team for a year next year, might as well. Just, so to elimi- this- just to eliminate Mason Rudolph See, and Dwayne Haskins you, from contention. Is this strictly so anybody that you don't else have to watch Mason Rudolph? Anybody else? Like QB one. Come on, Jimmy. If 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 you being our quarterback means I don't have to watch Mason Rudolph for seventeen games next year, I'll fucking take it. Did you see the report today, by the way, about this QB draft class? How all of the six ex- in the first round? How, no, how all the expert analysts are saying that this is not realistically not a very good quarterback class. We've known this. No, though, and none of these quarterbacks are like our starters. Yeah, none of these guys have first round grades. Even yeah, I just figured that was no, officially I, announced today. I've so. ta- I've, yeah, I think we've mentioned that on the podcast. Like, I mean, we've talked about how like not good the quarterbacks are, but, but like, I mean, here's the thing: for experts, to four teams are going to talk themselves into four of these guys. It's going to happen. Kenny Pickett, like. Malik Willis out of Liberty is going in the first round because of Lamar Jackson. He is strictly just going to go in the first round. Matt Corral will probably go at the end of the first round. Kenny Pickett will go in the first round. And honestly, Sam Howell probably going to go in the first round. Like, There's going to be four of them taken because NFL teams can't help themselves. They can't do it. Probably. I'm just excited. Oh, I'm sure I'm right about that one. You can put that one down for me if you want. There will be four quarterbacks taken in the first round. I mean, of this I, I agree. That's the, the, <laughs> that's the problem we're having. So just here. put it on the board. I'm there not will be four say of them. No. Hell, I might put six of them in my mock draft. I mean, you know, the Saints are taking one. When are we going to do our first mock draft? Oh, we're, can we get through the Super Bowl first? No. And then we got free agency. Like, we have a long way. Just excited, man. I, I know. This is like, we're, we're working our way towards a year. 
of podcasting. We're very close. I think we we're about figure out what that day is. I think we're like two and a half weeks away, roughly. I'll figure it out for next week and I'll announce it. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, let's jump to some NFL news briefly. And this isn't even really news, but Kyler Murray today on social media unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals and then changed his Instagram photo from a picture of him in Cardinals gear to him playing for the Oklahoma Sooners and him playing baseball for the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, and also, like, unfollowed, un- un- removed every, like, Twitter post involving the Cardinals. I think he's going back to baseball. I think he's going to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. I don't know where you're getting that from. Just Maybe let's have some credibility here. Anybody but Mason Rudolph. Okay. That's my new catchphrase. I'm going to put that on a shirt. You're put that on a T-shirt? You want to get those made up? Yeah. We could sell those. I bet, I bet we could make a good buck off that. Anybody but Rudolph. I like it. Um, I think he's going to play baseball. I think he's looking at longevity in baseball and saying, hmm, I can go to that sport, probably get into the majors right away because we know he's a very good baseball player. He was drafted as with the ninth overall pick in the draft. Like, he's an excellent player. He can go play second base, like, no problem. He's obviously got arm strength. I'm sure he can hit the ball. Like, this isn't some out-of-the-blue thing. You you look so lost right now. You don't know what to do with your... I, just, I can't believe you broke a chair. <sighs> I've been flustered ever since. Chairs! You. This is like the fourth chair mishap you've had on this show. Like, you, you've had four of them. Yeah, I almost fell out of two of them and... You broke one, and <sighs> you had another one, too, I'm sure. Like, this is not the first time. I think that's a sign. you got to lose some weight or something. This is the first chair I've broken. I'm sorry. If, all right, if we had a camera to show, like, what this chair looks like. I mean, it's, you know, it's an outdoor chair. It's a, there, the, it's the a handles are chair. broken. Like, this handle doesn't even have a, le- a fucking... It's barely hanging on for dear life. This chair looks <laughs> like it's older than me. But that's not what broke. What broke is literally the center of the seating area. <laughs> tore right through. There was a... That chair, that chair probably hasn't even been sat in in 10 years. Until that's a problem. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We're in a basement. It should be brand new. We are in a basement. You're trying to tell me that throughout the last 10 years when nobody sat in that chair, like... Nothing's gotten on it, so it's just in perfect fucking condition. Yes. Obviously not. I've sat in it for ten weeks straight now. Nothing's ever happened. It's just today. Like I may be, I may be chunky, maybe a little bit overweight, but, but hell, I don't have to break a lawn chair. You weigh more than me, and yours, yours is perfectly fine. It, your, yours looks like it was made like three fucking years ago. I bought this chair three and a half years ago. There you go. Uh, listen. I want to hear this shit. Lose I got to bring my own chair from home. <laughs> I probably have another one upstairs. I, just, I can't believe you broke a chair live on on the recording. This is excellent. Oh, other news. Alvin Kamara. I He's mean. joining the uh, prison football team. Yeah, they're going to look Henry like. Ruggs. They're going to look like the 95 Cowboys playing in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And it's not even like. Oh, yeah, he'll probably play in the NFL. No. It's battery. It's not assault. Like, he is going away for a long time. They said he did substantial harm to the victim. Yeah. Battery is very, very bad. Um, So, 
yeah, just look for the, the Saints to not be able to do shit this year because, what, they have Michael Thomas and they're probably going to have to get rid of him too because they're, they're, they're overcapped by a lot. Why they haven't traded him yet is beyond me. New England, please. That No, I'm serious on that one. Like, I know I Michael dream Thomas of Calvin over Ridley. Calvin Ridley? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, A, I think Thomas fits into the New England system better anyways. He's just a slant god. Like, give me that dude. And he's healthier, clearly. Calvin Ridley's banged up every year. And not to, not to, you know, bang on a mental health issue, but, like, the guy had mental health problems. You know, like, that's not, that's not a mentally tough player I want on my football team, personally. I'd take him. Uh, Juju out, Calvin Ridley in. Oof. I'll take it. Um, all right, I think it's time. We get out of this flustered podcast. I can't really think right now. The Flaming one win of the week. The last one of the year. It is all tied up. Seven to seven for the postseason. Who you got? I'll go first because everybody knows who I'm picking. I'm rolling with my team from day one of the NFL season. I'm rolling with the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. At home, which doesn't matter because it's so fi and the 49ers apparently own that stadium, not the Los Angeles Rams. Or every, Chargers. every other team in the league owns that stadium. I'm rolling with the Rams. Do I think the game is going to be a blowout? Nope. Do I think Vegas is wrong for having it at plus four or minus four for the Rams? Yep. I think that should be like plus three. But, yeah, I think the Rams are going to win it. Not easily, but win it. And I'm going to roll with that. Odell Beckham Jr. for 95-2 and two and Van Jefferson for 103-1. and one. Calling it now. Wow, that's a lot of yardage between two guys and you didn't even mention Cooper Cup. Ah, he's getting double covered. He's got like 20, 25 yards. 25 yards to Cooper Cup. Yeah. That's your prediction. Yeah, hammer the under. I would feel much more comfortable with a lot of other predictions than that one. Okay. Do you have a score? You gonna just not oh give shit? A score? Like I mean, come on. Um. God, what falls out of a chair and completely becomes flustered? Can't even handle a podcast anymore. Twenty-seven. Twenty-four. Fucking asshole! Stole my score. I like you. Thanks. I'm rolling with a team that I have picked many times to win games this year. I'm rolling with the Bengals. I, well, you kind of had to because we would have had to figure it out. It has nothing to do with the picks. We would have had to figure out a tiebreaker. Had we, uh, no, it has nothing to do with the picks. Okay. This this is me making a selection. I have not. I did not make this pick because I'm trying to beat you in some pick contest. It has nothing to do with it. I'm picking the Bengals. I fully believe the Bengals are going to win this game. Look, if the Bengals win, I win $45 through FanDuel because I bet on them two weeks ago to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm happy with either work. I don't think this game's going to be close. I think the Rams are getting blown out. You just said I stole your score. Yeah, <laughs> I, you didn't steal my score. I think the Rams are getting blown out. Uh, I'm looking at, like, 38-17. Wow. I, I think the Bengals are going to roll them. I think they're hot. Um, I think Burrow is going to be completely comfortable. I, I think he's going to come out and feel just fine. I don't think this is going to bother him. Uh, like, the Super Bowl is weird. There's no, like, home field advantage. You can have home field advantage all you want. The Rams don't have fans. So they're not going to have a home field. Like, Tampa last year clearly had a home field advantage. Like, they had that. That was 65% Tampa fans. And then 
But the thing is, the Rams don't have that kind of a fan base. It's going to be a quiet stadium. Joe Burrow played in the SEC. Like, he's not going to be flustered by that. It's not going to bother him. Jamar Chase is not going to be bothered by the Super Bowl. He's going to be fine. So if you put the Bengals at minus... I'm in the middle of breaking it down, and you're over here doing gambling crap. I'm addicted. What can I say? I'm, I'm, but we're not talking about go that ahead, right Go now. ahead. Keep going. Like, there I think a, the there Bengals... There was a break in your sentence. I just assumed you're done. I think the Bengals are going to roll them. I think Stafford's going to struggle. And I think McVay is going to choke on himself again. I've, I've seen this before. As much as I want to root for Odell and Aaron Donald because I love those two as players, I cannot pick against the Bengals. And I think Joe Burrow is going to cement himself as a top eight quarterback in the league when he wins this game. Okay. I can't disagree. I like the Bengals. I do. I've picked them. How many games this year did I pick them in our in our wins? No, I don't know. I, I probably picked the Bengals like nine times this year because I believed in them. I picked them to beat the Ravens twice. I picked them against the Browns multiple times. I picked them against the Steelers. I picked them against the Chargers. Like, multiple times this year, I felt like the, the Bengals played better against better opponents. I picked them to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I, you did. I, did. I picked them in the regular season to beat the Chiefs, and they just did it again. They play better against good competition. I think they're going to blow out the Rams. Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, he don't, nope, Joe Burrow nope, don't give a shit nope. about nothing. You tried it. You tried There's game. nothing that rhymes with Stafford. Oh, people are going to find out. Oh, that's fine. Stafford's non-experience is going to hurt him in this game. He tried to give it to the the 49ers last week. Like that's not going to work. Yeah, against but that the was also like Kyle Shannon is six and zero against Sean McVay. Like in the last six games, like that the odds were against Stafford last week. The only reason they won is well, the odds were not against Stafford last week. The Rams were favored. The Rams were favored. Yeah, what were they favored by? Three and a half. Because they were home. Home is one point this year. Yeah, they, they were home. They were the better seed. They were obviously going to be favored. You know how many people chose the Niners to win? Yeah, I picked the Niners too because I believed in them. doesn't matter. He's playing Jimmy Garoppolo, who all game long tried to give him the game. Matt Stafford was terrible. He threw a pick in the end zone. He should have thrown two. He should have thrown a third pick to end the game. You've been betting against the Rams. This whole time. That's fine. I haven't bet against the Bengals it's in fine. the regular season. I picked them in multiple weeks. I should have picked them against the Chiefs, and I sh- I knew I should have done that, but I didn't. Bet against the Bengals against the Chiefs last week. And you I'm glad confident. I was wrong. You I'm rolling confident. with the Bengals. Joe Burrow is not going to let me down. Okay. You hope. But all right, guys. I think that's it for today's podcast. We had a little bit of a flustered ending because of a chair mishap, but... I guess that probably won't. Who ever, breaks a chair? That probably won't ever happen again. Uh, I missed this last week because we were so caught up in the baseball stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Highly Disputed. That's Highly Disputed without the E. Both of our personal Twitters in the bio, except for mine, because I don't have one yet. Broken promise, empty promises are still there. Don't have a Twitter yet. Probably will by Super Bowl because I'm gonna have to do some live tweeting. Uh, send us emails at HighlandDisputed247 at gmail.com. That's HighlandDisputed with Stop lying e to the American time. public. <laughs> you will not have a Twitter by Super Bowl kickoff. Questions, comments, concerns, anything you'd like to see on the podcast. That's just how our days are going. It's just anything you want to see. Mock drafts coming soon for the offseason, free agency, coaching updates for every single team. 
I'll post. I'll have Garrett post a picture of the chair that I was sitting in this entire time. You'll, you will all see why it was, uh, why it broke from underneath me. And so, that's all we need this week. Bye, guys. <laughs>